to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, how you doing? Welcome again to While You Are Single TV. Thank you for joining the program again tonight. Thanks for sharing with your friends as well. If you missed any of the previous episodes, I encourage you to follow the links that accompany this video and you can have access to the previous videos. And if you're watching on Facebook, you can go to the While You Are Single Facebook page, go to the video section and you can have access to the previous videos as well. I also encourage you to check out our website whileyoursingle.org. I have lots of resources that will be a blessing to you. And also I want to mention the While You Are Single podcast, which you can listen to on the website as well as on iTunes. Just go to iTunes and look for the While You Are Single podcast and you can subscribe to the podcast there as well. All the same. Thanks for joining the program. And uh, let's begin with prayer. Father, I thank you for another privilege to hear your word tonight. I thank you for the individual who's watching right now. I thank you for making this worth their while. Father, I ask that you open our hearts to heed your word, open our ears to hear your word, open our eyes to perceive your word, open our mind to understand your word and give us the wisdom to apply your word into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I have been talking about seven benefits of knowing God for yourself. And these benefits are derived from the story of how Jesus met the disciples at a particular area. And the story is found in Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 to 19. Basically, what happened was Jesus brought his disciples to an area called Caesarea Philippi. And there he asked the disciples, what are people saying about him? The disciples responded by saying, some people say that you are John the Baptist some say that you are Elijah, some say that you are Jeremiah or some other prophet. And Jesus asked the million dollar question, who do you say that I am? And Peter responded by saying, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus' response to Peter is where I am deriving uh, the seven benefits of knowing God for yourself. Jesus was initially speaking to the entire disciples However, when Peter ended up being the only person that responded to describing who Jesus was, Jesus switched from talking to them to talking to him. And this was where I got the first benefit where Jesus speaks or God speaks directly to you. That's the first benefit. The second benefit is he said, blessed are you. Second benefit is that you will be blessed. So benefit number one, God speaks directly to you. Benefit number two, you will be blessed. Benefit number three, Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. Benefit number three, God will reveal things to you that no one has ever revealed to you. Let me say that again. When you know the word for yourself, when you know God for yourself, God will reveal things to you that no one has ever revealed to you. When Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, he was saying that mankind, no human being has revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. God will reveal things to you that no one has ever revealed to you. 
Paul echoes the same sentiment in Galatians chapter 1 verses 11 to 12. Allow me to read that passage for you. But I make known to you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but it came through the revelation of Jesus Christ. In this passage, Paul was simply saying that the gospel he preached he didn't get it from a human being. He didn't get it from man. He didn't receive it from man. Nobody taught him. He received it through the revelation of Jesus Christ. And like I've mentioned previously, Jesus is the word of God. Through God's word, you can get revelation from God himself. Direct revelation. Benefit number three, God reveals things to you that no one has ever revealed to you. And this goes in line with the first benefit, which is God speaks directly to you. Perhaps you're asking, okay, how do I know that this revelation I'm getting from God is from God? Well, number one, it has to line up with scripture. And number two, let me give you a great example. Perhaps you're studying the scripture, you're reading a, a verse of scripture. And while you're reading, you feel like you got a piece of wisdom, you get a revelation, you get some insight, and you write it down somewhere. Or perhaps you just stored it in your mind, you keep on pondering about it and thinking about it, but you feel like you understand what you are receiving from your study. Then perhaps later on, you go to a Bible study, or perhaps you go to church, or maybe you're watching your favorite preacher on television. And this individual in Bible study um, someone you respect, someone who you consider mature in the faith, or your pastor, or this person you're watching on television who is well-respected in the Christian faith, who is considered someone who is a giant in the faith and who knows the Word of God and things of God and things like that. This person makes reference to the same scripture you studied privately. And not only do they make reference to that verse of scripture, they also gave insights to it. They began to explain what it meant. And what they are saying it means is the same thing that you figured out on your own privately. That is one way that you realize that, wow, this revelation, this insight, this piece of wisdom that this person that I respect is talking about is something I got just studying for myself. Well, that is one fundamental way that you know that you got revelation from God and you didn't have to wait for somebody to give it to you. You found it by yourself, which means you have direct access to the same information that this other person that you respect had access to. So number one, God speaks directly to you. Number two, you will be blessed. Number three, God reveals things to you that no one has ever revealed to you. Number four, which is my favorite, Jesus said to um, uh, Peter, he said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I say unto you that you are Peter. Benefit number four, God will help you know yourself. When you know God for yourself, when you know the word for yourself, God will help you know yourself. In essence, Simon said to Jesus, you are the Christ. And Jesus said to Peter, you are Peter. Let me say that again. 
Jesus asked, who, who do you say that I am? And Simon responded, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus responded, and you are Peter. You see, Peter's name was actually Simon. Some suggest that that was the first time Jesus began to call him Peter, but his name was Simon. And Jesus said, blessed are you, even in the, in the text, you can see Jesus was referring to him as Simon, said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, but I say unto you, you are Peter. You see, when you know God for yourself, God will help you know yourself. You have, if you're asking the question, who am I? Why am I here? What am I, what am I supposed to do with my life? Well, one of the fundamental ways you get to that point of knowing who you really are, what your purpose is, is knowing God personally. When you know God personally, God will help you know yourself personally. God will help you know you. Peter said, you are Christ. Jesus said, you are Peter. It's interesting because Simon means hearing. And if you remembered, I believe it was last week or about two weeks ago, I mentioned how um, Jesus was teaching a particular crowd. And while he was teaching them, he mentioned uh, there was a lady in the crowd that said, blessed is the person that bore you. And Jesus told her more than that, blessed is the person that hears the word and does it. So it's interesting that Simon means hearing and uh, he knows Jesus for himself. And Jesus is helping Simon to know that you're not just Simon, you're Peter. And the entirety of knowing who you are is helped or reinforced when you when you know where you were, where you are, and where you're going. Getting to know yourself, a lot of things you experienced in the past, in the present, uh, also affect your future. But knowing everything together helps you know yourself. So in a sense, Jesus was kind of, even in his response to Peter, kind of addressing the entirety of Peter, his past, his present, and his future. Because it said, blessed are you, Simon, who he is now, Barjona, which is his last name, his surname, his father's name, came from his father, which is a reference to his past. Blessed are you, Simon, who he is now, Barjona, who he was coming from his dad, but you are Peter, his future. Present, Simon, past, Barjona, Peter, his future. But the bottom line is, when you know God for yourself, God will help you know you. Okay? Point number five. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I say unto you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Before I tell you the fifth benefit, I need to explain something to you. Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church. The name Peter in Greek is actually means Petros. Some say rock, but it's more like a pebble or small stone. Some scholars say the name translated as Peter is actually Greek for Cephas. And sometimes you see the name Cephas in the New Testament as Cephas really means rock. With that in mind, scholars, some have the mindset and belief that when Jesus said on this rock, making a play on the name Peter, because he did say, and you are Peter. And right after that, he said, on this rock, I will build my church. So some have the impression that Jesus was saying he will build the church on Peter. Okay. 
I do not subscribe to that belief while I understand why they think that way. Rather, what I believe Jesus was saying, and some scholars do say this is what it really means, that Jesus was referring to the revelation that Peter gave um, Jesus, which is Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. The revelation of who Jesus is, the Christ, the son of the living God, that revelation is the foundation. It's the bedrock. It's the rock on which the church is built. The revelation that Jesus is the Christ, that is the rock that Jesus was referring to. I think Jesus was being poetical and uh, Jesus was using um, a lot of uh, word play to uh, reinforce what he was trying to share with Peter and the disciples. Um, remember, he came to an area called Caesarea Philippi. Scholars say Caesarea Philippi was a rocky area. It was near a mountain called Hermon. Some say it's at the foot of the mountain. Um, I've heard some say the city was actually on a, 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 a rock, a, 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 like a, a wall of rock, whichever the case, but it's a rocky area. So here's Jesus bringing the disciples to a rocky area, making a reference to Peter's name, which is connected to a rock and saying on this rock. So Jesus was being poetical and using wordplay to reveal things uh, to the disciples. Okay. So the revelation is that Jesus is the Christ, but here's the point. You will be built up. That's all I'm trying to say. I went through all that spill to say point number five, you will be built up. When you know the word for yourself, you will be built up on the rock of our salvation, the rock of ages, the stone which the builders rejected. All those references are to Jesus, the rock of our salvation. He will build you up. Study the word, know God for yourself, and you will be built up. Number one, God speaks directly to you. Number two, you'll be blessed. Number three, God will reveal things to you that no one has ever revealed to you. Number four, you will know yourself. Number five, you will be built up. Number six, God gives you keys to the kingdom of heaven. He said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I forgot to mention the gates of Hades. Actually, uh, scholars say, in Caesarea Philippi, there's a cave as well called the Gates of Hades, okay? And there's a lot of Greek mythology associated with it. Nevertheless, uh, while there's a physical structure, there is also spiritual forces that try to come against the things of God. Nevertheless, Jesus, part of knowing God for yourself, the sixth benefit is that God gives you access. Access to the things of God. When you have keys, keys give you access. I find it interesting that he didn't say, I'll give you a key. He said, I'll give you keys, plural, because you and I know that different keys open different doors. So God gives you access to God's reign, the kingdom of heaven, God's governance, God's rule, God's way of doing things, the keys. 
So you have keys to the things of God, keys that you can open doors to come boldly to God's throne of grace and obtain the mercy you need in time of need. God gives you keys. When you know God for yourself, when you know the word for yourself, you can take the keys that the word offers you to access the things that God has made available to you. Things like healing, things like prosperity, things like peace, things like grace, things like mercy, protection, restoration, keys. When you have keys, you have authority. You have access to God's power. You can take those keys and access the things of God whenever you want. You don't have to wait for tokes or your favorite preacher uh, or, or individuals because whatever you need, whatever the situation is, especially if it's a dire situation, whether, uh, especially when it's a desperate situation, you don't have time to wait for people to help you out and pray for you and get you out of things. Uh, that is a privilege you can have as a body of believers. We always support one another and we are there for one another, at least we're supposed to be. But there are times where you're like, you can't reach anybody. You can't call anybody. They're not available. They're not returning your texts. They're not returning your phone calls. What do you do? Well, you got the keys. So when you know God for yourself, you don't have to depend on that. You can depend on God. You're supposed to depend on God. You start off letting people help you out. But at the end of the day, you learn for yourself and you uh, DIY, <laughs> you learn from God personally and God will reveal this to you that this is what you need. Take this key and take care of this. So you have access to the things of God. And not only do you have access point number seven, you restrict access against the enemy. There is an enemy out there. There is a devil out there. There are spiritual forces of darkness out there trying to take you out and you have keys not only to access things that the enemy doesn't even want you to know that you have access to, but you also have keys to restrict access and stop him from attacking you physically. You have keys to lock out poverty and, and, and lock out insecurity and lock out sickness and disease and, and lock out anything the enemy tries to use against you. Obviously, we know we deal with these things, but knowing that you have the authority, you have the keys to come against these things gives you hope that you don't have to tolerate that kind of um, situation in your life. And uh, I do want to address this. The, the scripture does say that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And if you're not careful, you might think that you can just bind anything and loose anything. And by the way, the word bind there is referring to the word forbid or disallow. So when it says you can, whatever you bind on earth is saying, whatever you forbid or whatever you disallow will be disallowed in heaven and whatever you loose or release or uh, allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. There is a context to that. And the key again is the word. When you know the word, the word lets you know what you can have and what you can't have. And based on the information the word provides for you, based on what God reveals to you through his word, you know, okay, this is what I have access to. Therefore, you don't just pull a rabbit out of a hat and just say anything. Okay, I'm going to bind this. Well, is it in the word? If it's in the word, okay, yeah, you can bind it. And if it's in the word, you can loose it. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So nevertheless... Um, God gives you access to the things of God where you can access things and uh, you also can restrict the enemy from doing things to you that God has said he's not or, uh, or that's not supposed to happen in your life. Okay, so the seven benefits of knowing God for yourself. Number one, God speaks directly to you. Number two, you'll be blessed. Number three, 
God reveals things to you that no one has ever revealed to you. Number four, you will know yourself. Number five, you will be built up. Number six, God gives you access to the things of God. Number seven, you restrict access against the enemy. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the information you've provided for us. Thanks for helping myself and the individual watching to know you more personally so that we can hear directly from you. We can be blessed. We can get revelation from you. We can know who we are. We can continue to be built up and we can have access to all the things you have for us and restrict access against the enemy and against things that try to come against your plan for our lives. Thank you, Lord, for this information, Lord. Help us grow and uh, continue to perfect all that concerns every one of us. Thank you for the person watching. Uh, take care of them. Strengthen their relationship with you. If they want to get married, Lord, I thank you for helping them to get married. Help them not complicate what you have simplified, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for watching. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.